You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, at the bottom of the hour, um, we're, we're going to open up our on-air advent calendar from our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Today is day nine, day nine of our 12 days of Christmas. Um, I need your help. So on Saturday night, uh, I'm filling in for Matty Rose. I'm going to be doing the intermissions with Patty Steinberg. I'm excited about this. This is this is going to be fun. But I want to have a little more fun, and maybe hopefully he doesn't find out about it, but I'm sure he will. Who are the Flames playing on Saturday? Uh, the Lightning. Going to be a fun game. That'll be. So uh, 960-960, name and location, your chance to win. Uh, day 9 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. Give me three random words you want me to work in on the intermissions. I got to say random words. I got to say, I really appreciate that the people have gotten the dictionaries out and really started to get a lot of syllables on something like this one. Jason from gallery encyclopedia, pterodactyl and intuition. Okay. It's like 12 syllables there. At least Intuition's easy to work in. Yeah, I know, but pterodactyl, I could do that. Pterodactyl. That's a, f- I could work that yeah, in. Yeah. Um, keep them rolling. Uh, 960, 960, name and location. Uh, guys who actually, who's going to be doing the broadcast Saturday night, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Mr. Derek Wills. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. If you have any leftover words, maybe I can try to work them in. <laughs> you want to do that? Pterodactyl, that'd be a fun one. Yeah, it would be. That's a good one. You know what? Who's uh, got a big win- yeah. wingspan? Oh, the big Russian's gone. Hmm. Well, uh, maybe the- Jacob Markstrom will be back. Oh. Hmm. He's kind of like a condor. Um, or Rizichka. Like, listen <laughs> to this one. Uh, Jim in Calgary. Scrooge Grinch Strange Brew. There you go. <laughs> I think Scrooge Scrooge would be easy. Yep. And Grinch would be easy. Strange brew is two words. Yeah. Uh, what about it, salmon or eggnog? That, does, that doesn't qualify. Salmon or eggnog? <laughs> uh, salmon, I think, would be easy. Yeah, You'd I think say so, too. swimming upstream like a salmon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tough fish. Uh, eggnog might be a little tougher. Like, yep. the thing is, I think eggnog you could work in because you can always just go off on a holiday tangent at some point. I think it would be tougher to try and work in, like, an Easter term or, or something like that. Like a, like yeah. a, 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 for, a, you know, a Canada Day term mm-hmm. because, you know, that's not very topical and that would be harder to shoehorn in. Yep. Mm. I agree. Uh, Eric, uh, Oilers blow Fun goats. Game. That's not well, the one you want to really me, work in there. Um, wanted to ask you, I want to get into the Calgary Flames talk and there's a ton of stuff I want to get to about the Flames. I've been talking about this on the, I've heard, I've heard, uh, you, you're not really into my Tyree kill should be seriously considered in the MVP conversation. You don't think so? Yes, no, because I think he should be right there when it's all said and done. I mean, if if he breaks the record and gets to 2,000 yards, then yes, because it would be such an outlier for a wide receiver to do that. First time a wide receiver would have ever done that. But I, I do think it is a quarterback award, a lot like uh, the goaltender in hockey. The quarterback in football is the most important position in the sport. Uh, and you could argue between those two that uh, one of them is the most important position in any sport. So uh, I I think Tua is the Dolphins MVP, not Tyreek, but it's mm. it's I guess a good debate. 
Um, if you look at Tua's numbers without Tyreek, they're actually better, which is hard to wrap your head around. But the, the Dolphins, who were without four of their five starters on the offensive line by the end of Monday night's game, uh, the one thing that jumped out to me because their offensive line was so beaten up is, you know, Tua's done a great job getting rid of the ball in like two seconds. But without Tyreek, that option wasn't there most of the time. So right. the combination of being with one starting offensive lineman and without uh, the fastest wide receiver who's ever played the sport was not a good one for the Dolphins on Monday night um, in what was a perfect storm game against the Titans. Uh, funny story. So uh, that game was going on at the same time as the Flames game. So, Matt, you probably know this. When the Dolphins are playing at the same time as the Flames, I try to avoid the Dolphins score so that I can come home and watch the game like it's live. Yeah. So I got through almost all of Monday night without hearing the score. How it's almost? Funny because it's actually hard. Well, I'll tell you the story. It's hard to do that in this day and age between your phone. So I'm walking into the city TV building and you know that TV, I think it's right behind where you sit, Matt. Yep. Of course, I, I catch a glimpse of that <laughs> as I'm walking through the door and the game's on there. But I like I looked away quick enough. I didn't see a score or anything. So then go upstairs. Pat's kind enough not to use the Dolphins score when he's doing the out-of-town scoreboard. I get through the whole game. The Flames blow a two-goal lead with less than nine minutes left in the third period. Wah, wah. But, hey, I get to go home and watch the Dolphins game. Yeah. So I'm driving home. And so I stayed off my phone the whole night. I'm driving home. A text pops up on the infotainment screen in my car from Sean Kelso, who is one of the Flames media relations guys. I'm like, well, I better listen to this. <laughs> Assuming it had something to do with the broadcast or the Flames. Oh, no. I click it. He goes, oh, between the way the Flames game ended and uh, the Dolphins losing late, uh, I hope you have a nice bottle of wine when you get home. No. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> Come on, man. So, so between that and then a little bit later on in my drive, uh, George, our famous uh, call-in guy, calls in, goes on a, another rant, and he said, anybody can he beat anybody. Uh, the Dolphins lost to the Titans tonight. I'm like, come on, people. Like, I got through the whole night. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go home and watch the game anyway. I got to see how they lose. So normally I would, like, put my Dolphins gear on from head to toe, like literally head to toe. Um, even have a Flames fan named Mark who was in town for a couple of games last weekend brought me some dolphin socks so i thank him for that uh but i I decided not to do that just put my pajamas on because i knew they had lost so i'm sitting there watching the game hold on hold on hold on derek sorry i don't mean to cut you off but what does derek wills wear to bed you say pajamas but what's what's the attire pajamas like you have pajamas Um, like actual pajamas full scrooge nighty do you have a onesie like what are you wearing to bed no i don't have a onesie okay Uh, like just pajama pants and a t-shirt and if it's cold sometimes i throw a hoodie on um All right. So I sit down and I watch the game and Dolphins get off to a good enough start. And, and then they just kind of shot themselves in the foot for most of the night. But uh, then they're up two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. So I'm sitting on the coach and I'm thinking to myself, did Sean Kelso pull a fast one on me? Cause he's no one to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're up two touchdowns. Like with four minutes to go in the game. I'm like, yeah. seriously, how, like, how would they lose this game? How is that even possible? 
<laughs> well, I, I found out that he didn't pull a fast one on me. I'm actually happy that he told me because I would have thrown something through my TV. Like, what an awful way to lose. Flames lose up by two with less than nine minutes to go. Dolphins lose up by 14 with less than four minutes to go. Yeah, Monday it was, was not a good night. Um, real quick story about finding stuff out. Uh, this is years ago, Derek, and I mean years ago. Uh, went to a concert during the day, Big Edge Fest concert in Barrie near Toronto. Um, but we taped taped on a VCR. This is how long this was. The Evander Holyfield <laughs> Mike Tyson fight. So we're driving, and we have no idea oh. when the fight. We're gonna we're gonna watch it when we get home. We hear on the radio, and what about that Evander? We're like, no, <laughs> we dive and turn the radio off. We get home. That was the night where Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. There's no way we would have thought like he went to town chomping down on his ear. That's the fight we taped and watched. Crazy. Mm. I watched that fight at a bar in Welland, Ontario. Ooh, Handlebar Hanks? Those are the days and nights you don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember what the name of the bar was. It was kind of on the main drag. It was a bit of a hole, but they had the pay-per-view on there. So, Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, you know what? That might have been it, actually. Yeah, I told you. I've been there after school a few times, Derek. It wasn't one of those... Uh, fuzzy. Fuzzy it, memories it of it handlebars. It wasn't one of those uh, places that you like to go to in Niagara Falls, though. <laughs> well, okay. Like one of those well, let, let, me just, let me just paint it for our <laughs> listeners so they get... Handlebar Hanks has draft beer like in the upper decks of the, of the Saddle Dome. Very heroin beer vibes mm. at Handlebar Hanks. I don't think they <laughs> clean too many of their uh, uh, draft beer yeah. lines. From VCR recording, I remember my dad just recording the Hercules show with Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> <laughs> he said, forget Xena. I'm only watching Hercules. I, I think it was usually the back-to-back. We'd get both, okay. but I'd usually just watch Hercules. Okay. Was, the cast was a little better. Um, Sorbo, great guy. Um, I, I want to be positive guy when it comes to the Calgary Flames, Derek. If the Flames win tonight, that would be three of six points on the road against the Avs, the Golden Knights, and the Wild. I think you take that right away if you're the Flames and they have an opportunity to do that tonight. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. Yeah. I mean, that's best case scenario at this point in time. And if they hadn't started the season 2-7-1, and one, I would agree. But they've got to climb out of this hole that, that they're in. And playing 500 hockey is not going to help them do that. They were 500 on a season-long six-game homestand. And now they're going to try to go 500 on a really tough three-game and four-night road trip. And normally, I would be pretty happy about that, playing against the last two Stanley Cup champions and a wild team that's been better since the coaching change. But at some point in time, the Flames are going to have to get on a roll here and uh, gain some traction and, and pick up some points and probably play somewhere between 600 and 650 hockey if they're really going to get themselves back in the playoff race. Now, I say that with them being two points out of a playoff spot going into tonight's game, but they've got three teams between them in that spot who all have games in hand and who knows what will happen with those games in hand, but uh, 500 hockey, the rest of the way is not going to, to cut it for the flames. So they're going to have to start to, to, to string some wins together and guys, they could be two and zero on this road trip. And then we're having a different conversation, but they let two third period leads slip away. Now they did it against two of the best teams in the league. So you do cut them some slack for that, but, uh, not as much room for error as they'd like, that's for sure. What have you made of the play for Yangor Sharangovich lately? Oh, he's playing awesome. Uh, he really is. And if the Flames do go down the road of 
a retool. I don't think they're going to rebuild. But if they do retool, I'd like them to make more trades like that. So they traded Tyler Toffoli, who is a top six forward in this league and who led them in goals and points last season, for a younger player, a much younger player, and a much faster player in Yegor Sharangovich, who was NHL ready and a third-round pick. That's already looking like a pretty good trade for the Flames. Even though Toffoli's having a good season with the Devils, I would argue that Sharon Govich has been one of the Flames' top five players since the start of November. He is a guy who plays the game with speed. He's got a great shot. He's helped their power play at least look dangerous, if not score. Uh, he's done that with a shot and with zone entries. He's a really solid 200-foot player, and he should only get better. I've absolutely loved Yegor Sharangovich. You guys see it the same way? Yeah, uh, I think he's been oh, again, good yeah. on the top line, for sure. Again, again Derek, I kind of alluded to this uh, with Sammy Cause, and he's kind of down the middle. I like what I've seen from him, and he's good, but at the same time, somebody's got to score on a bad team, and maybe that's what we're seeing here with Sharangovich. Like, he's a guy that, you know, he in his last year in New Jersey kind of – you know, was down the lineup because he wasn't playing well enough to be on a, on a team that has a lot of really good offensive talent. I, I, I like, I, is there still a ceiling for Sharon Govich? Probably, but I don't know if I'm buying it completely because somebody's got a score and it's like the Miguel Grabowski syndrome with the Leafs years ago. The guy put a ton of points up and then disappeared in the league when he actually go out of produce on a good team. I just don't know how to read that. When I look at a guy like Connor Zary, I go, there's a young guy who potentially can be a very dynamic player who can be a game breaker for the Flames. I'm just not sure Sharon Govich will ever be that guy. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be Connor McDavid, but I think he's going to be a top six forward for this team, hopefully for a long time, because I like his overall skill set, and I like the fact that he's a 200-foot player. So even when he's not scoring goals and producing points, he does things to help the team win or compete. And I like that about him. And the other thing I would argue with Yegor Sharangovich is that, is he playing on the Flames' first line? It depends on how you want to number your lines. Yeah, do He's the Flames even have a first line? That's a thing too, right? Be. They've got 1A, 1B, and 1C. It really depends on the night, in my opinion. We call it the first line because Elias Lindholm should be their first line centerman. But I would argue that for most of the season, he's probably been their second or third best centerman. And yeah. I think on a lot of nights, Yegor Sharangovich has been the best guy on that line because until he scored a couple of nights ago, you know, Andrew Mangiapane was in a real offensive funk and Elias Lindholm hasn't looked like himself on a lot of nights this season. So if he was playing with different players, he might be even more productive than he is. And you know, this is a Flames team that doesn't have... Uh, superstar they've got a lot of good hockey players you look at the numbers they've got eight guys who have scored between six and nine goals Sharon Govich leads the team with nine and they've got 11 players who have 14 or more points which is most in the NHL so they're a team that has to win with three lines going and two pairings going and a goaltender who gives them a chance and uh, Sharon Govich is I think he's been one of their best players of late and, and he certainly wasn't that in the first month Derek Wills is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Joining us here on the Atlas Beats and Sports for our guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Um, it's a tough subject to broach. It's a very frustrating subject to broach. Derek, I'm at the point where I'm just not expecting Jonathan Huberto to ever be that guy he was with the Panthers in his last season there. It's essentially to the point where 
It's a bad it's a bad contract, although they got Mackenzie Weger in the deal, so there's a big plus there. But I just don't think mm-hmm. he'll ever be that guy with the Calgary Flames. And I think we just need to lower our expectations, and then we won't get as hurt as bad because I don't think he'll ever break you know, 85, 90 points with the Flames unless something miraculous happens next season. But I think at this point, he maybe is what he is, and that's just what it is. It's a bad contract, something that maybe the left to explore trading down the line will have to give up some assets to to rid themselves of the deal. But at this point, watching what I've seen, I think the sample size is big enough, Derek. He's shown flashes at times of being that guy, but I just don't think he'll ever be that guy again. And it's very disappointing and unfortunate for the Calgary Flames because I think there was a lot of excitement when that guy was coming to the city. At this point, I just have... Zero expectation heading into a game when I'm watching Jonathan Huberto. I know it sounds very harsh, but to me, even tonight, what am I expecting? Is Can he have a good setup, maybe get a, a point or two? Great. But am I expecting him to be a guy to be dynamic out there and create a ton of chances? No. At this point, he kind of is what he is, no? Yeah, I'm not sure I ever expected him to be the guy he was in his final season with the Panthers. Uh, that was a career year for him, 115 points and – uh, when he came to the Flames, I thought, okay, you're getting one of the best playmakers in the league, and he should be a point-of-game guy, and he hasn't been, not even close. I mean, you go from 115 to 55, and I think he's on pace for, I haven't looked it up today, but somewhere between 40 and 45 points Ooh. this season, and there's wow. still time to, to turn that around. Uh, he's been a different player of late. He's... He's been more engaged physically, which has been good to see. He's uh, been battling along the boards. He's been going to the hard areas, specifically to the front of the net. He's been creating more, but uh, that stuff hasn't led to goals and to points often enough. And if he could ever get back to being a point of game guy, uh, you know, somewhere in the, let's say, 75 to 85 range, Oof. will the contract look good at that point? No. But he signed for this season and, and seven more. So you've got to try to make the most of, of Jonathan Huberto. I think it would be really tough to, to trade that contract. And uh, even if the Flames don't go down the retool road, I don't think they're going to be a team that is going to want to trade away assets, draft picks or prospects just to get rid of a contract. So I think they have to do whatever they can to get this guy going. And if at some point in time, that means, uh, bringing someone in from the outside, like Anthony Duclair, uh, that might be an investment worth making if you could make that deal for the right price, or maybe you sign him as an unrestricted free agent in the summer. But uh, Jonathan Huberto's trying. You can see it. but oh, There's the, no the question the effort's just, there. They're not there's, coming. Yeah, there's no yeah. question the effort's there. And I'm sure he's as frustrated. I'm sure he's banging his head against the wall like the rest of us are. It's just There's just big stretches of games, Derek, where he just disappears at times. And has he been better with Coleman and Backlund? Yes. But for a guy that's supposed to be the, the number one, like, you know, uh, facilitator on this team, he just doesn't seem like that guy. Is he even in the top eight forwards of the season for the Calgary flames? Like we can start naming off guys who've played better than Jonathan Huberto this season. It's easy. cadre has been better. Zary's been better. Sharagovich has been better. Backlund's been better. Coleman's been better. Like, stop me when I'm wrong here. Like, maybe maybe we can have the argument of who's had more of a disappointing season, Majapani or Huberto. Okay, that, that's even Lin, Lindholm's even been better than Huberto, but even his season and a guy playing in a contract year, he's been disappointing because I feel like 
Mangiapane and Huberto are kind of the similar guys. They need a lot more from both of their two of their highest paid players up front. They need a lot more from those guys. And it's just like, I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I just, it, it has to be ridiculously frustrating for Conroy and the management team. Yeah, it is because they're kind of handcuffed, right? And and A, it's too early to argue with you. And B, I'm not sure I could even if I wanted to. So uh, it's been tough for him. And you can see it on his face. You can see it in his body language. And he's handled it like a true pro. I give him credit for that. He's not pouting. You know, I get to see him behind closed doors in the dressing room. And uh, he's always willing to talk to us and He's always willing to even chat with us off the record just about life or about hockey or whatever. He's a really good guy, and I'm pulling for him. Oh, um, But it's been a tough goal for him ever since yeah. he came to Calgary. And uh, I don't know what what he can do to fix it or what the Flames can do to fix it. God knows they both tried to fix it. Uh, one thing that would certainly help Jonathan Huberto and the Flames is if they could get the power play going. Because quite mm-hmm. often your top players, they gain confidence from the power play being good and from picking up goals and points in the power play and the Flames power play has struggled so mightily this season. I really do think that that has impacted guys like Jonathan Huberto and Andrew Mangiapane and Elias Lindholm and how productive they've been at five on five, because uh, you don't kind of pick up that momentum of the power play and, and let it carry over to, to even strength play. So if they could get that PP going, which they're going to have to, if uh, they're going to win more than they lose in the, the final two-thirds of the season, whatever's left, um, that would help for sure. The blue line is uh, an interesting cast right now. About half of the group, or, or definitely half of the group, have played the majority of the season in the American Hockey League. Um, what did you make of how they played in these last couple of games? Dennis Gilbert has kind of stood out. Mostly those you know, four guys who have kind yeah. of played on the bottom half of the defensive roster. Dennis Gilbert has done a really good job stepping up and helping the Flames uh, fill the huge hole left behind by Chris Tanev. And losing him 15 seconds into that game against the Avalanche on Monday, that's pretty much worst-case scenario. A, you lose your best defensive defenseman, you lose your best penalty-killing skater 15 seconds into a hockey game against one of the most explosive offensive teams in the league. B, you've got to play the rest of the night with five defensemen, which is an absolute nightmare uh, as Megan Mickelson has pointed out, it really puts the coaches in a tough spot because you can't just throw a pair on the ice. You've got to kind of throw a bunch of different pairs on the ice. And guys have to be alert on the bench because there aren't the automatic cues there when they see their partner jumping over the boards. You've got to figure out who you're playing with, when you're going on. Uh, the fact that the Flames uh, were, were up two goals in that game in the third period, uh, almost miraculous when you consider the fact they lost Chris Tanev. 15 seconds in, but Dennis Gilbert certainly stepped up that night. Uh, He somehow equaled his career high with two points, had two shots, four hits, four blocks, finished plus two in a game his team gave up six in and played uh, over 20 minutes for the first time in his career in that 6-5 loss. And I thought he was solid again the next night against uh, the defending Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. So, you know, he's done a really good job. Um, And really the Flames right now are playing with three top three defensemen and three, six, seven guys. Let's be honest. And hopefully Chris Tanev comes back sooner rather than later. Uh, I think there's a pretty good chance he comes back early next week, but um, it's, it's been tough on them. And, and that's where you really feel losing a guy like Nikita Zadorov 
because we said it before they traded him. You know, they can move this guy out as long as they stay healthy in the top four. I don't think it's going to to have a huge impact on the group. But if you lose one of your top four guys and you can't slide a four or five guy like Zadorov up into your top four, that's when you're going to start to feel it. And Ryan Husk has also talked about how important it is to, to play guys uh, a certain number of minutes. So one example he's used is Rasmus Anderson, who tends to be at his best when he plays between 22 and 23 minutes. Monday night, he played almost 30 minutes, the third most time on ice in his career. Guys get tired physically, guys get tired mentally and start to make mistakes. And I really think that because the Flames have taxed not only their their top three defensemen, but all their defensemen so much in the last couple of hockey games, it's one of the big reasons why they let a couple of third period leads slip away. So, you know, right now they're they're doing what they can. Uh, I think uh, those three, six, seven guys I talked about have done a pretty good job um, playing above their heads and, and playing a bigger role. But it is what it is right now. You've got three guys who belong in the top four and uh, you've got one guy or, or more guys kind of rotating through there who would be better served to be playing on third, uh, the third pairing. So it is what it is until they get Tana back. Uh, real quick, Derek, who's in net tonight? Wolf or Vodar? Oh, well, they had a day between games. I, I mean, I think Jacob Markstrom is going to be back sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't mind getting another look at Dustin Wolf. I know he gave up five against the Golden Knights, but I didn't think there were any bad goals against in that game. And a bigger sample size with Dustin Wolf, I think would be a good thing for him and for the Flames and for a lot of fans of the team. But, you know, Dan Vladar coming off a tough night on Monday. Uh, maybe they want to get back him back in there. If it were up to me, I'd like to see Dustin Wolf one more time because I think when Jacob Markstrom mm-hmm. comes back, they're going to have to send him to the Wranglers, and I think he's uh, earned as many NHL games as they can get him right now. Uh, three words. What about phalanges, bodacious, and nincompoop? <laughs> I like nincompoop. Yeah. God, if someone made a bad mistake, that would be uh, – I'm yeah. not sure I could use it, but you could probably work it in oh. during the intermissions. What were the other two? Uh, bodacious and phalanges. Bodacious Phalange. would be easy. I'm going to have to look that one up. Phalanges is like your fingers. Yeah, your fingers. Oh, well, one of Jacob Markstrom's phalanges is injured right now. That's yeah. why he's Nailed that's easy. That was available. Great job. So there, I just worked it in. Yep. Yeah, easy. Good job. <laughs> Knock that one off. Uh, he is the voice of the Flames uh, for the Calgary Flames, Mr. Derek Wells. Sir, thanks for this. Best of luck to your Dolphins moving forward. It's going to be a fascinating uh, AFC playoff run. Yeah, and I love the fact we got a Thursday game today. Yep. And we got three Saturday games yeah. ahead of the Sunday games Super and sexy. the Monday game. That's pretty awesome. It is. And note to the NFL, whoever thought that having two Monday night football games going at the same time was a good idea should be fired. What Whoa. a stupid idea. Right into the sun. Bye, totally guys. agree. Yep. See ya. Uh, phalanges, the 14 bones that are found in, uh, in the fingers of each hand and also in the toes and each foot. Before somebody texts Regina us. Phalanges. Yes, oh, yeah. from Friends. Yes. Phoebe mm-hmm. Buffet. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You learn something on this show every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I thought we were going to get the... No? There it is. Yeah. Uh, straight ahead, I want to I wanna, uh, I wanna ask you guys something that I kind of touched on. useful tidbits without the sound are ridiculous. I want to ask you guys something that I could just kind of touched on with um, Derek Wills straight ahead, and then we'll give away day nine of our 
12 Days of Christmas, courtesy of friends at Wild Rose Brewery. We're asking you at 960-960. I'm doing the intermissions with Pat on Saturday night on the broadcast. Give me three random words I can work into the intermission. And if we pick your three words, you get to open the on-air advent calendar at around 850-ish. Yeah. That'd be really fun. You know what else is fun? Porsche Center Calgary has new inventory in stock. There's a great mix of all models, including Taycan, Cayenne, Macan, and even some sports cars. Porsche Center Calgary has unprecedented offers like no luxury tax on 2023 Taycan models and 3.99% lease rates on 2023 and 2024 models. Plus, Macan S and GTS 2023 and 24 models are available with 6.99% lease rates for up to 42 months. Offers end December 31st. Visit PorsCenterCalgary.com. You and the question I want to ask the boys on the Flames next. Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. To wrap up today's edition, we're giving away day nine of the Wild Rose Brewery 12 Days of Christmas on-air advent calendar. A mystery prize for you at 960-960, name and location. I'm doing the intermissions for Matty Rose on Saturday night in the broadcast with Pat. Uh, three random words I can work into the broadcast. Three <laughs> random words I can work into the broadcast. And by the way, I'm going to say it this right now. so good. We're not going to get to all of them. There's no way. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Tomorrow at this time, with the Cobra in studio, uh-huh. the second edition of Flames Hot Seat. Oh! Oh! Where myself, what an announcement. myself, Maddie, and Brent Cron, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, are going to try ridiculous hot sauces and talk about ridiculous hot flames takes at the same time. Maddie went to the uh, the Christmas market and bought some really hot sauce. We'll see how hot they are. There's one that's like got like a chocolate flavor to it, so I'm kind of really kinda scared of that one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we got some chicken wings coming in again tomorrow. But you know what? Hot chocolate. I've hooked like, it up. Like, so this one is Grandma Shivji's. Ah, okay. Chili, chili lime and habanero. This one I think is going to be just like tasty. Okay. I don't think it's going to be super hot. Then this one looks violent. This one says, warning, this hot sauce is extremely hot. Oh, thanks. Hatari presents the mother of all <laughs> hot sauces mm. for folks who say nothing is hot enough. Oh, boy. Warning, contact with eyes and <laughs> sensitive areas, not for people with heart or respiratory problems. What? Keep away from children. Uh-oh. Okay, so we're going to use that one last, maybe. This yeah. delicious sauce is loaded with flavor <laughs> and <laughs> extreme it delicious? Heat. Awaken your taste buds and give yourself a natural high without working out a or pumping high. iron. This may be the hottest sauce you have ever tasted and the most delicious. Shake before using and refrigerate after opening. Okay. So oh, these goodness. two we have to refrigerate. And then this one... This is the Piping Paparo Chocolate Stout and Scorpion. Look how thick this one is, George. Yeah, thick. This one's got, this one is like, um, it's like a, almost like a beerious type of sauce, it looks like. Bottoms up, a Piping Paparo picked a pile of piping hot peppers and just <laughs> ate a pinch of it. Will punish your palate. Some like it hot, but few can handle it this hot. Uh. It does have dark chocolate in it, though. Okay. Dark chocolate's good for you, allegedly. It this is. was made in September, so it's nice and fresh. All right. Tomorrow, Flames Hot Seat. I got wings coming in. I have chicken wings coming in tomorrow. Lovely. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. That's going to be you seat. later in the afternoon. Oh, no, it is a volcano. At least you don't have a fl- uh, flight to catch. No, I don't. No. My, I'm telling you, when I was flying home the last time, 
The stomach was rumbling. I and I'm like, this <laughs> is no good. I have a three and a half hour road trip with the better half. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Roll oh them boy. windows down. Poor babe. Oh, boy. Sorry, babe. Hopefully Just crack the window. Uh, sorry, babe. That's my bad, babe. Sorry. Uh, crack Ooh, the window. Uh, that's another one, babe. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Ooh. Crack the window. Uh, before we get to... Uh, if you go to sleep, it might help. Dexy Something Dexy. stinks. Uh, <laughs> for our... Thanks, Frank. So classy. <laughs> Um, we'll talk to Frank tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be on the show. Yeah, Hopefully, he's though. a little happier. He's like yeah, he's angry a guy. Cranky he's a last cranky week. guy. Gotta ask him about that. Why was he so like ornery last week? <laughs> no, yeah, we asked cranky. him our right questions. Yeah, he was very like he was asking. He was just giving us really short answers. Yeah, like, and he oh, was cranky. Yeah, and I don't know what his problem was. All right, it happens. Hey, we're all bad days. I uh, was a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't a good boy. That's the problem. Hey. uh... I teased, this, Philly guy. I teased this before the break. Um, you know how we talk about Huberto all the time and Kadri and look at Zary and now Sharon Govich is taking over and they were like, hey, who's going to be a net tonight? Wolf or Vladar, all this fun. Oh, look at the team looks like without Chris Tanev. All these storylines. Like, how is Andrew Majapani able to fly under the radar like he has this entire season? I've oh, been I noticing know. him. Uh, and I haven't been noticing. Thing. No, that's I've what been, I mean. No, I've been picking him out for all the non things he's been doing. Right. Good, so, like, he's the guy that like nobody's really talking about, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Mm-mm. But the Flames desperately need him to start producing. He's paid like he's supposed to produce. But what? How have you? Like, do you want to play the game of how many forwards? Has Andrew Majapani been better than this season? Ooh, not overly. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want you want to start with like who's been better than Andrew Majapani so far this oh, season? Calgary okay, Flames? okay, yeah, I'm gonna start naming forwards on the team. Okay, and then you tell me who Majapani's been better than. Okay, okay you ready? Yeah, I'm both okay, of you. You ready? Fine. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Zary. Yeah, Zary's been better. Zary's yeah. better than Majapani. Linholm. Uh, yes, Lindholm's been more again, effective. Again, I haven't been a, a big fan of his play, but, but yes, Lindholm has been, been more effective. Uh, more effective yeah. Sharon Govich. Uh, yes, lately, Sharon, he's been much more yeah. effective. Manjapani was better at the start of the season. Kadri. Kadri's been better. better. Backlund. Way better. Yeah. Coleman. Way better. Oh, Coleman's one of the best. Greer. <laughs> For what AJ Greer no, brings? No. No. No, I think no. that's okay. You think Manjapani's been better than Greer this season? Yes. Okay. Dubé. Oof. No, no, they're both. Manjapani's been much better. Brzezicka. Manjapani's been better. I have not liked Brzezicka this year. Yeah. Yeah. Pospisil. Pospisil's been nice. Limited sample size, popped early, has been kind of quiet lately. Mm, bit of a wash. But it shouldn't be a wash when he's had such a minimal sample size. The thing is, we shouldn't even have, like, like Manjapani should be better than him no That's matter what. what. I mean. Like, straight yeah, up. Yeah, and finally, Huberto. <laughs> Oof. But I like <laughs> flip a coin, whatever. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Ugh. a lot of heavy, uh, a lot of weight on this. The bottom, bottom weight. You know, it's heavy. It feels mm. like with a lot of the, with the the high contracts that aren't aren't contributing. Manjapani's making five plus. He's on pace for eighteen goals this year, which is not enough, right? No. We're third no. through the season. He's got six on the year. Um, he was one of those guys, and we talked about it. We we've talked about it for years since he had that thirty-five goal outburst. This is a guy who we believe can score 25. 35 and was always going to be very high, but 25 was what you could expect. And right now, 18 is a pace that is not going to cut it. And it's the things that he's doing that you usually like to see. Like, he's a he's typically an excellent four-checker, like a tenacious four-checker. Haven't noticed that nearly as much. He's dynamite in front of the net. Haven't noticed that nearly as much. 
He annoys opposition to the point that they take penalties against them. In fact, it's been the opposite. He's been taking more penalties than he's been drawing oh, this year. And they've been bad the hooking penalties where yeah. he's trying to battle, but he gets his stick right up under the arms. And he, he just stops can't moving do his that. Feet. He just can't do that. So he's he's been one of the most frustrating players all season. He's likely on pace for pretty much what he did last year. 17 goals, 26 assists. Oof. That's Listen, what he was last year. I think year. the Flames might have tried to sign him for a longer-term deal, and he only took the three years because it felt like he might be able to capitalize and do a little bit more after that. And, and if, now it's looking like, ooh, I don't know. Rem- go back to the 21-22 season, the 35-goal year. Uh, a majority of that was done on the road, and a lot of it was done in the first half of the year. He kind of kind of went away in the second half of the uh, that twenty one twenty two season. He was on pace for almost. He could have got forty forty five goals. He that was year. like a goal per game player on the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a question for you on Thursday, December twenty fourth. Mm. It's um, not the twenty fourth. It's not. Christmas. Sorry, fourteen twenty fourth. We'd be years. long gone. By yeah, we're, I'll be way off by then. I'll be on vacation time that time. Okay. Um, Andrew Majapani and Jonathan Huberto. Both have 15 points as we sit today on December 14th, 11 days away from Christmas. Mm. Who finishes with more points this season? Huberto. Huh? Yeah. I said Huberto. Oh, 10? Okay, yeah. Or <laughs> is Huberto going to get 10 points the rest of the no. season? <laughs> no, I got it. I hope, I hope, I hope so. I hope, I hope <laughs> he gets God. way more than 10 yeah. points. You're saying Huberto more than Majapani? Yeah. How much more? Not much. <laughs> Let's use his number over under 10 points. The difference between yeah. the two? Under. I would say under. I don't know if anybody is going to get 10 points ahead of the middle anybody. of the pack scoring on this team. Like, there's nobody that I look at and say, well, just wait for him to get going. He's going to just run away with the scoring title for the Flames. GVP, is there any way Majapani finishes with more points than Huberto? I don't think so. I, I think Huberto is probably going to finish around that 45 to 50 marker, and then Majapani is around 35, 40. Around there, yeah, not great, George. Tough sledding. (laughs) All right, uh, maybe maybe both of them have like a hat trick tonight or something and flip around their seasons. That could happen. Mm. The potential's there. Sure, yeah, Yeah, can't wait. Sure, I would love to see it. It could happen. I'm going to keep my expectations low so you don't get hurt. That's fine. Yeah, because God knows I've been hurt before by this group. But yeah, I'm gonna. It would be nice to see. I'm. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like everything you'd like. Yeah, this would be gravy. Yeah, but it's like Brent said earlier. Like we're kind of done complimenting guys for playing hockey. Yeah, they said that yesterday. It was a great point by our uh, Big Show Flames analyst, the Cobra, <laughs> Mister Brent Cron. He'll be in tomorrow. <laughs> break down the game at eight o'clock, and then we're gonna play Flames Hot Seat, where we try hot sauces and talk about ridiculously hot Flames takes. The hotter the sauce, the hotter the take. Oh yeah. yes. Um, all right. Um, it is day nine of our Wild Rose Brewery. 12 Days of Christmas, where we open an on-air advent calendar. Uh, Matty Rose has a, a thing on the weekend, so he can't do the intermissions and the post-game with Pat Steinberg. Mm. Early Christmas celebration going up, doing it so, with the better half. We've so, never done Christmas together. We've dated for like five years. Wow. So Matty's like, hey, can you do the game? I'm like, all right. I, I've never done it. I've, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand in my V-Club membership doing the Flames games <laughs> okay. and get in there and do the intermissions with Pat Steinberg. And be like, hey, this is going to be awesome. So I asked you, the listeners, kind of something I throw in the 6 o'clock hour, mm. and now it's spiraled into giving away a prize because of it. I'm asking you at 960-960, three random words I can work into the two intermissions for Saturday night's broadcast with Pat Steinberg. It's that simple. I just hope he doesn't catch wind of this. I'm sure he will. He definitely will. But I, uh, it's three random words I can work in. Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 960 to fan text reading robot and he joins us with your random three words 
Steve in Hawkwood, salubrious, indubitably, connoisseur. <laughs> wow. Mm. I do like connoisseur. That's a... I don't know what the meaning are of the first two words. No. They... Salubrious, yeah, I don't know indubitably. Salubrious, indubitably. Okay. Indubitably. Okay. And then... Salubrious is health-giving or healthy. Okay. What was the second one? Indubitably. Indubitably. In, in, doesn't that just mean you're in Dubai? Individably. Oh. That's a tough one. Individedly. I'm sorry. Those are tough. Undividedly. Okay, next. Not separated into parts or pieces. Yeah, I probably should have been able okay. to guess that one. That's, mm. yeah, now I Miro in Calgary. Bulbous. Deprivation. And evacuation. Oh, okay. Bulbous, deprivation, and evacuation. Who is that from? That's Miro. Miro. Hmm, Miro, welcome to, to the I'm, show. Can Miro's I make a, never texted Can in. I make Miro's a texted. sentence? Really? Miro's, Miro's a texter. Oh, Miro. Okay. Never made it to the, the on-air part, though. I don't think he did. Yeah. He might have. Great job, times. Miro. Yeah. The deprivation of fruit. Bulbous. Like, I have a bulbous head. Frank Ron has a bulbous head. A bulbous growth that needs expulsion. All right. Let's go to Rob. Yeah, probably. Rob in High River. Osmosis. Pedantic. Jaunty. Okay. Okay. George. A very pedantic start yeah. for the Flames in the second period. Oh, yeah. Very simple. <laughs> yeah, long. Just got it right in there. Annoying. Pow! Boring. Yeah, Next. Six Ford in Tuscany. Man. Plethora. Hootspah. Mongoose. <laughs> mongoose! Hootspah. See, I like that. Plethora's easy. Yeah. Hootspah's fine. That's easy, too. But mongoose. How do you work in mongoose into an intermission? Players got to play like a mongoose. Oh, that's easy. You just hardest work in flame. Yeah. Whoever that is. Whoever's flying around. Yeah, he's the mongoose. Because like I Nikita assume... Kucherov is the cobra of the flames, and Michael Backlund's been the mongoose shutting him down. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Adam in Vancouver, <laughs> scrumptious, seductive, photogenic. Mm. Scrumptious, seductive, photogenic. And Adam in Vancouver feels oh, like wow, feels thanks. like I'm being <laughs> sounds like I'm being wheeled. Okay. <laughs> Rick bad. from the Glen, hamburger helper, Cuba. <laughs> Yellow belly sap sucker. Okay, it has to be single words. Yeah, I know. These I would are... love to work in hamburger helper. Does about... myfrontpagestory.com count? What because about that? It's a what about... Cuba. What about Cuba? Yellow. Yeah, Cuba I could work yeah. in. Yellow belly sap sucker. Yeah, I can't do that. It has you to be yellow one, belly sap one sucker. Word, yeah, three one word. <laughs> what if we put just hyphens in between all the words? Yeah, hyphen. Bum, 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 make bum. it one word. Yeah, come on. Cody and Drum Heller, egregious, vampire, doll eridus. Make it happen, George. Dollaritas. Yeah, Dollaritas. Dollaritas. Okay, Cody. Ooh, that's a good Cody one. Cody and the drum. That's a good combo. Gosh, <laughs> Cody, get some good text. Oh, uh, well, I was just slamming some Dollaritas up at the yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> Dollaritas. What was the other ones? Uh, vampire. Egregious. Vampire. Egregious and vampire. Okay. Egregious is child's play. That's Maddie's word. I could drop that one all day. <laughs> okay, Cody and the drum. I like that. Okay. Some people in the industry would call that a crutch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> James in Calgary. Juicy. Flabbergasted. Candlestick. <laughs> candlestick one or two? Well, you hit it with the candlestick. One. one, one definitely candlestick. one word. Yes. Okay. Jack, Jack. I don't mind that one. Jack. Wait, is there a Jack in on either roster? Jack. Jack a con be nimble. Jack a con be quick. Jack a con jumped over the candlestick. GVP crickets, please. Thank Dylan you. in Airdrie. <laughs> Dylan in Airdrie. Rap scallion, scallywag. Ah, he plays the Eagles. It doesn't even play for the Lightning. All right, one more time for oh. Dylan. Huh? One more time. Rap scallion, scallywag, enchilada. 
Mm. Okay. I do like rap scallion and scallywag. Okay. Like uh, George just has like a a, a swashbuckler theme to yeah. all of these okay. everything he says on the show. All right. Wedley in Bridalwood. Oh, Wedley. Pedantic, penultimate, and pineapple. A lot of peas. Triple yep. peas. Okay, Wedley, not bad. Neil in the Northeast. Undulating, arachnophobia, jocularity. Jocularity. <laughs> jocularity. I don't even know what that means. Let me tell you. Jocularity. Man, I feel stupid. Usually I'm a guy who, like, I, I think my vocabulary is okay, mm-hmm. and I should know a lot more words than I do. Yeah. And it's something that I kind of strive for. Just to have a like, better. Like, on, like, when I'm flying to and from uh-huh. home to Calgary, mm-hmm. like, I, I sometimes I do my word builder on the phone. Oh. To kill some time and learn some words. Because mm. it's good for this business sure. to, to, you know, have, have a better vocabulary. As I say, you know. Uh, to have a better vocabulary. Jocular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is jocular? jocular? All right. What else we got? Center. Roger in Calgary. Pickle dish. Submarine. Jackhammer. <laughs> jackhammer one? No, pickle dish. That's two words. Okay, yeah. next. Mike from the country. Succulent. Kablooey. Mermaid. Succulent? Kablooey. Kablooey. Is that a word? Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, what do you call it? Automatopoeia? Yeah. Okay. But it's still Adam weird. in Calgary. Masticate. Clairvoyance. Ineptitude. Ooh. <laughs> my goodness. Ooh. Who's that? That's Adam. Ooh, Adam. That's a tough one. I like that one, Adam. So far, I like Adam and Cody in the drum. Yep, those. Where's Adam from? Uh, Adam is. Just, I think he's from Calgary. Parts unknown. Yeah. He's like the wrestler from Where yesterday. Adam from? Adam in Calgary. Yeah, Adam, Adam in Calgary. Calgary. Okay. Elliot in Calgary. Swashbuckling, rainbow, ornery. Swashbuckling, rainbow, ornery. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Ryan from Calgary, phalange, butterscotch, onomatopoeia. Okay. I actually like that one. That's not bad. Because I, I don't know how you're going to work in onomatopoeia. Hmm. I don't even know what that means. That is a, a word that is Sounds a sound. Like a, yeah. So like in comics, when you see like bang. a pop and bang, oh, those okay. are onomatopoeias. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like in the old school uh, Batman yeah. TV show. Pow! Thwack. Yeah. Yeah. Foomp. Newt. Yeah. Newt for some Newt's, reason. Yeah. I don't know why JP Newt was in Calgary. There. Nomenclature. Kibosh. Sanctimonious. <laughs> Sanctimonious. Oh, man. Okay, next. Let's, let's Josh in more. Calgary. Okay. Purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> Taylor in Calgary. Betterment. Exuberant. Indonesia. Indonesia. That's more of a place. <laughs> what do you guys like? I like Cody, Adam, or Elliot. Cody, Adam. Okay. Elliot is. Elliot in Calgary. Swashbuckling. Rainbow. Ornery. Okay. Uh, Adam. Adam in Calgary. Masticate. Clairvoyance. Ineptitude. Cody. Cody in Drumheller. Egregious. Vampire. Doll Eridus. Make it happen, George. Okay, which one? Mm, I like... I kind of like the Doll Eridus. Yeah, I get How it. am I going to work Doll Eridus? Yeah. Stolaritas. But it's not really a word. It's just something that Applebee's does. Yeah, what are you doing? You're trying okay, to make well, this easy yeah. for yourself now. Okay. Well, I'm not making it easy for me. I don't care. What do you guys think? You guys pick. I like Elliot. Elliot? What about you? Yeah. Play Elliot one more time. Elliot in Calgary. Swashbuckling. Rainbow. Ornery. You guys like Elliot? I yeah. like Elliot. All right. All right. Elliot, congratulations. Those are the three words I'm going to try to work in. To my broadcast with Pat Steinberg on Saturday night. I'm doing the intermissions with him. Going to try to work those three words in 
in two segments. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. Congratulations. You've won day nine of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, GVP, open the on-air advent calendar, please. A Wild Rose Brewery toque. Oh, a toque. Nice. Yeah. Wild Rose Brewery has been serving up premium craft beer to Albertans since 1996. Whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft lager or a robust porter, they've got something for everyone. Find them around Alberta and at their tap room in the Curry Barracks. Tomorrow, day 10. So I got the three yes. words I'll use on the broadcast. Yes. Hopefully we can play those on Monday. Yes. What do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Uh, I got Jared Carabas, uh, chief content creator of baseball over at DraftKings. Also is uh, on the Baseball is Dead and Name Redacted podcast. And uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, the Cobra in studio mm-hmm. and uh, we'll play the second edition of Flames Hot Seat. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a terrific Thursday. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be all over like a dirty shirt tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Have a terrific Thursday. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.